Guys, we are back on to cryptids this week because it has been a while and it's our first cryptid episode of season two, but we're bringing you a bit of a treat because you're getting not one, but two cryptids in a row. Double cryptid combo. Moo, 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 moo. That sounded really cool in my ear, but I mean, you get one episode now and another next week. We're not going to cram multiple cryptids into one because there's actually a little bit more information on these. I'm so excited. I am just, oh, I'm so excited. This is legitimately one of my favorite things in the world. Okay. I'm excited that you are excited. You should be. I am. Well, good. Yeah. Because we have been doing some serious topics here lately and all work and no play makes Jack old boy. And Batman. Valid. And I don't want to be Batman. Hmm. Don't want to be that serious. Too much responsibility. And not enough sleep. And too many checks to pay off collateral damage. Yeah, ain't that the truth? I still need to beat that. Let me think about it. That one Batman video game. You do. I really enjoyed those games, and I'm not a Batman fan. I know, but even if you're not a Batman fan, those video games are so amazingly fun to play. Isn't it weird that we're talking about Batman on the Mothman episode? Huh? You know, actually the other day, I don't know why I had this thought of anything with the word man. At the end? At the end of it. Mm-hmm. Seems to stay so iconic for decades. Yeah, like the Florida Man memes. Yeah. I mean, you got Batman... Superman, Iron Man, Mothman, Mothman. Uh, did I say Spider-Man? You did not. Spider-Man, Kool-Aid Man, or no, that's Kool-Aid Guy. I'm calling him Kool-Aid Man. What? What's his name? Guys, do you know? What is, I'm having a crisis. That's what I've always been calling him, the Kool-Aid Guy. But you call everybody Guy. That's valid, Guy. But that was the first time you've ever called me Guy, but okay. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't want to be a liar on radio. <laughs> is it radio? Is it really? I mean, it kind of is. It's like new age radio dramas. Are we radio DJs? Is that what we are? Mm, DJ stands for disc jockey, and we're not playing music, so I'm going to mm. go with no. Good point. Yeah. But I'm only going with no on a technicality. But welcome back. And if you're here for the first time... <gasps> Welcome to Crime and Theory, a podcast dedicated to everything outside the parameters of normal. We are your hosts, Ashley and Erin. I don't know why I did that. I'm just excited. I mean, I'm going to leave it. It's a very exciting episode. It is a very exciting episode. You should definitely do the sound effects. That's cool, buddy. You do you. So how was your week? Um, it was okay. Not, not really a, a lot going on this week. What did you find out today that you had to rush home and tell me? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, for all of our listeners that don't know, because I've never brought this up, so you probably don't know, but I'll let you in on it now. I am a fan of Gundam. And if you don't know what Gundam is, look it up. It's amazing. It's G-U-N-D-A-M. You can't look it up if you don't know how to spell it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I just trying spell, to be helpful. Spell that in your... Google search bar? Yeah, your looky-loo your looky bars. 
and YouTube it. Probably better to YouTube it. What, what are you coming to tell them? So, Japan is making, in our for real life, they're making a real live Gundam. Working Gundam. If you have ever seen Gundam or plan on watching it, you'll understand that this is probably not the best thing for anybody who's not a weeb because they're used as weapons. Yeah. I mean, granted, the one that they got right now, not all that intimidating, but yeah, I'm excited. But how's your week been going? I mean, probably really exciting for the Mothman. I wonder if they're building that Gundam because scientists are trying to figure out if we can colonize on Mars. That is a very good question. And I don't think Japan's going to use it as a weapon. I think it's just something that they're building to have, which is cool. But if the technology gets into the wrong hands, I think we're screwed. Yeah. But to answer your question, my week has been stressful, thank you very much. Because I have my first DM session tomorrow. That's right. Ah. You're excited. I'm freaking out. You got this. I believe in you. Look, I I appreciate you believing in me, but I have stressed myself out to the point that I am getting minimal amounts of sleep, and it's not doing great on my health right now. Because I've been trying to prepare this, which is fine, and I'm totally fine DMing. I'm just feeling a little overwhelmed because I don't know that balance yet. Right. And as we get further into the campaign, and I understand how you guys are going to play, it'll be a little bit easier to adjust, but I'm stressed about that on top of doing the show, so I'm just having a moment. You're overwhelmed and overwhelmed. Yeah, pretty much. But are you ready to get into the cryptid? Yeah, buddy. Great, because as we've said, this week we are talking about my favorite, Mothman. Let's get started. Information today was collected from grunge.com, allthatsinteresting.com, cryptozoology, cryptids.fandom.com, and we, I'm sorry, no, wbez.org. And before anybody asks, I have no idea why Mothman is one of my all-time favorite things ever to talk about, but I am freakishly obsessed. You can ask Aaron. I literally look through mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, anything with Mothman on it, and I'm like, I need it. I need that, I need that, and yes, I must wear that too. So I'm sorry, Aaron. No. That I drive you crazy with little cute pastel mothmen. Christmas will be very easy for me this year. Oh, yes it will. I wonder if they have like a mothman, uh, what's those sleepy pajama things that we have? Kigurumi? Yeah, a mothman kigurumi. That would be so cute. But I just want the hoodie that says, I believe... And it's got Mothman in a Santa hat. It's literally all I want for Christmas. Aww. And maybe some sweatpants. I don't know. I just like to be comfortable and cozy. So anyway, I don't know why I love Mothman so much. But all I know is that next year, when they finally have it again, we have to go to the Mothman Festival in West Virginia, and we need to have Mothman pizza. Definitely. 
I'm so excited. And drag all of our friends that way. Yes, 100%. Sorry, guys, you don't have a choice on this one. No, you don't, Jason. And for those of you who don't know what Mothman is, besides a cryptid, Mothman is this creature that was seen in Point Pleasant back in the 1960s in West Virginia. So back on November 12th in 1966, five men were hard at work. They were digging a grave. That was their job. They were grave diggers. They weren't some kind of godfather or something or other. (laughs) But they were doing this near Clendenin or Clendenin or however you say it in West Virginia. Obviously, I'm not going to keep saying West Virginia. These men were digging and digging and something above them grabbed their attention. I don't know if they heard a tree branch snap or what, but they look up into a nearby tree and they see something. I have no clue what time of day this was that they were digging, so I can't tell you if the view was really clear or if they were digging in the evening and the light was kind of dim and their eyes were playing tricks on them or what. But they described this creature as, quote, a brown human being with wings, end quote. So we know it's human-shaped and its body is brown. Cool. That's about all we got, though. Oh, and it has wings. And... During this little encounter, if you want to call it that, this creature didn't remain on its perch forever because the men recalled that when it left, it flew over their heads. And needless to say, they were freaked out. Understandably so. And that is the first official Mothman encounter. However, there is a folklorist slash historian that goes by the name of James Jones who believes that this was far from the first encounter. And side note, just to keep things clear, James Joan isn't to be confused with Jim Jones, the cult leader, which we'll probably do later. Anyway, he says that Mothman was seen as far back as the early 1900s, around the time of some some unnamed tragic event. That's all I've got out of this guy. But to kind of prove his point, it's also alleged that Mothman was seen during World War I. 1960s was well after that. Wonder what was he like fighting with Captain America? That was World War II, honey. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe if he was around during World War I and the 1960s, he was alive during World War II also. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. But. After this creature appeared to the gravediggers in the cemetery, it showed up again only three days later. But this time, it was at an abandoned munitions factory in the woods right outside Point Pleasant. This factory was known as the TNT area or the TNT plant. And speaking of World War II, that's when this factory was in use. But it had shut down after the end of the war. And by 1966, this factory had basically been turned into a lover's lane where couples would go park and make out or use your imagination here. But the lover's lane thing actually fills kind of a plot hole that would be there otherwise because there were two couples out there by the TNT factory on the night in question, which was November 15th. Roger and Linda Scarberry had gone out there with their friends Steve and Mary Millette. I don't know if they had been there for a bit or if they had just pulled up. It's irrelevant, but I ask the small questions here. But either way, the car was running, I assume, and they had their lights on. So the beams from these headlights 
landed on some kind of creature. As the beams fell across it, the creature's eyes began to glow red. Ooh. At first, this thing didn't seem to give them any mind. It was just not bothered. But, understandably so, these couples were really freaked out and they were like, we've got to go home, we've got to get out of here, I'm not ready to die tonight, so let's book it. Which, again, understandable, I would have done the same thing. Right. Maybe. Logical people would do the same thing. I might stick around because it's Mothman. (laughs) But when they backed their car up to, I guess, turn around, the creature started to pay attention. And this is where it got scary. This creature started to follow them. And when they were driving away, they saw it again. According to Roger Scarberry, he said that it was flying at 100 miles per hour. And he was able to tell because that's how fast he was driving to try to get out of there. (laughs) Oh, man. And this thing was able to keep up and it did not look stressed out at all. It was minimal effort. Holy crap. So that's telling me that, like, man, how fast can this dude move? I mean, if 100 miles is like, you know, a steady jog for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So when they saw this beast or whatever, they said that it was anywhere between six feet and seven feet tall, and it had wings coming from its back. So in other words, it was more like an insect and not where its arms were wings. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not like a harpy kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And as it flew behind them, it emitted a, quote, terrifying squeaking noise. Look... If that's his biggest flaw, I can overlook it. (laughs) I mean, I make squeaky noises all the time. Yeah. You still love me. Exactly. But Roger's wife, Linda, actually is quoted to having said, quote, It seems like it doesn't want to hurt you. It just wants to communicate with you. End quote. Communication's a big key in a relationship. Exactly. I mean, I'm surprised there aren't more women fangirling over Mothman at this point. Guys, we got a lot to learn about from Mothman. Take notes, guys. And every human, take notes. Mothman's a better boyfriend than any of us. Anyway, this creature probably wasn't as threatening as the group made it out to be. At least if we listen to Linda Scarberry. But it kept following them until they reached Point Pleasant itself, and then it just disappeared. I guess it was like, eh, this is too highly populated. I'm glad you guys made it back safe. That's what he was doing. He was trying to make sure they made it back safe because they were driving too fast. Such a gentleman. Gentle person? Because we don't actually know if it's a man. I was just going to say he might have just been attracted by those lights and chasing that light. That is possible. I like my idea better because it romanticizes Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> But as soon as they got back to town, the couples went to the police and the cops actually did something that they never do in real life nowadays because they came in there rambling about some strange thing flying after them, right? Right. If we went to a police station nowadays, they would be like, do you need to take a breathalyzer test? Are you okay? I know, right? Like, what kind of drugs are you kids smoking? Yeah, and this was the 1960s, keep in mind, so people were actually smoking stuff. The cops actually investigated. What? They didn't sit on their butts. It's amazing. And But they can't do that for a missing person? 
But supposedly while investigating, the cops saw something really big flying through the air, which means the couples didn't make it up. They had confirmation. Someone had let this leak, this information, leak to the Point Pleasant Register, which is a newspaper in town. And the paper published the whole ordeal that went down, along with the headline, quote, Couple see man-sized bird, creature, something. That seriously the title? Yes. It says couples see man-sized bird, ellipses, creature, ellipses, something. Because they just said flying thing. I don't think that would grab attention. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Like headlines are there to grab your eyeballs, you know? But after this headline ran, people started to come out of the woodwork And they were claiming that they had also encountered Mothman themselves, which is wild. Lauren Coleman, who is a cryptozoologist, he believes that around 100 people encountered Mothman over the course of 13 months. However, there is a Mothman skeptic by the name of Brian Dunning, who thinks that 100 is a bit of an over... English. A bit of an overestimation. Dunning looked into all of the newspaper reports and whatnot, and he concluded that there were only about six, seven, or eight sightings, which all happened in November of 1966. Either way, that is more people coming out of the woodwork saying, we saw this thing too. Right. Or they saw something very similar, at least. Exactly. Some saw Mothman on the side of the road, and some people saw it outside of their own homes. Raymond and Kathy Wamsley, Wamsley, I don't know how to say it, and their friend Marcella Bennett, finally a name I can say, claimed to have seen Mothman the next day on November 16th next to their parked car. Marcella said, quote, it rose up slowly from the ground, a big gray thing, bigger than a man with terrible glowing red eyes. There's the red eyes again. He seems to be very attracted to cars, I've noticed, or things on the highway. You know, you saying that, it's going to get even more, you're going to have more confirmation that it's attracted to cars here in just a couple paragraphs. (laughs) So a bunch of people have seen it now, right? And besides its height and the fact that it has wings, it also is brown and humanoid, according to the grave diggers. And Mr. James Jones, again, not to be confused with Jim Jones, described that its wingspan was about 12 feet across. Holy crap. And it had, quote, dark reddish feathers, which glistened in the sunlight, end quote. And that it, quote, casts fear on all who, cast, sorry, fear on all who saw it, end quote. But dark reddish feathers, what color is that close to? Brown. It was already described as being brown. There's people confirming these traits, so it has to be the same creature, right? And also, pointing out something that you just said, it's that color in the daytime. Right, when the sun hits it. Kind of like if I'm inside, because I don't know if you guys have ever seen me. I have auburn hair. Inside, my hair looks more brown. But when the lights are on, or if I'm outside, my hair is more red. But also, I was saying... Daytime, as in it was not dark outside, that those people's eyesights were not impaired. Not at 
not in the dark where typically people are like oh okay i see what you're saying now i'm so sorry i thought you were trying to talk about the coloring oh uh, I'm, I'm i'm sorry i missed no that's you my on fault that. for misinterpreting what you're saying um, but just, you're saying that someone actually saw it in broad daylight where their eyes couldn't be playing tricks on them as easily. Right, right, right. I got right. you. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're good. But have you ever questioned why it's called Mothman? I, I assume when when I think Mothman, it's got humanoid legs. Its chest is kind of like a man's, but it kind of starts becoming like a fuzzy moth chest. I like your way of thinking, but that's not actually why he's called Mothman. Really? So, you know how we were talking about Batman? Yeah. You know the Batman show with Adam West? Yeah. That's where it got his name. Everything goes back to Batman today, guys. What? So, apparently, there was a creature or villain or something on the old Batman show that was called Mothman. And I don't know if just looked similar to what was on the show or what, but that is how he got his name. Huh. And I also want to point out that we don't know what gender Mothman is. Like, Mothman could actually be sexless. So why are we calling Mothman Mothman? I mean, it's a catchy name. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like it's a little unfair. Is it thundering? think so oh it's thundering guys mothman has summoned the thunder mm. mothman here to me. mothman is here to come rescue me you know i want a doctor who but i will settle for mothman i wanted the doctor from doctor who to show up in the tardis just to be clear i know he is not called doctor who okay moving on anyway some people carry a belief that mothman was a supernatural being that had the ability to cause extremely vivid nightmares of death doom and destruction And there is a reason. It's not just that somebody made that up. On December 15th, 1967, tragedy struck. See, Point Pleasant was separated from, I think it's Canaga, Ohio, by the Ohio River. And the only way, or at least the main way, to get from one point to the next was to take a bridge. This bridge was called Silver Bridge, to be exact. This structure was an I-bar bridge, which had been built in 1928 and had been covered in an aluminum paint, which is why it looked silver and hence the name. When this bridge was built, I'm going to preface this, it was built to accommodate the weight of cars from the 1920s. But as time went on, cars started to be built with heavier materials and more parts under the hood, obviously. The more high-tech cars have gotten because, you know, Time's passed. Right. Until but it requires more stuff to be put in it. And, of course, now it's everything's turned around. Now cars are... Lighter. Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking the 1960s here. They were using heavier materials. And somebody probably thought heavier's better. Not better on gas mileage. Absolutely not. People didn't have to worry about that then. It's true. But if you think about it, the more weight a car has, the less likely it is to be blown around by heavy winds and stuff. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But the problem was that these cars were heavier than the cars from the 1920s, which is what the built the bridge was built to accommodate. Right? Right. And remember, I said this was December 15th. Ten days out from Christmas. 
And I don't know what dates Hanukkah and whatnot fell on that year. So we're just going to go with Christmas because people go absolutely insane with Christmas shopping. So traffic was bound to be heavier than normal, right? Yeah. So on December 15th, the bridge collapsed into the Ohio River, which plunged 31 vehicles into the icy river below. Remember how I said that's funny that you mentioned it has an attraction to cars? Yeah. A total of 46 people lost their lives that day. And the official cause of this happening was a faulty eye bar. Again, probably thanks to all the weight. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, some people do suspect that it was a sonic boom that caused it to collapse. But let's be honest, that's kind of unfounded. And other people suspect that it was Mothman because it is Point Pleasant. And that's where Mothman was last seen. But here's the thing. Even if it is the logical answer, which is a faulty eye bar, Mothman is believed to either be a cause for bad things, like the kid in Hulu's Castle Rock, or a harbinger of doom. So maybe Mothman was causing these nightmares that people were having in order to warn them of the dangers to come. Perhaps Mothman isn't so bad after all. I mean, do I want Mothman to be the good guy? Yes, of course I do. But I'm not the only one who thinks that he's a harbinger rather than the actual cause. A lot of cryptozoologists do believe that Mothman was responsible for the tragedy, of course, but also a good chunk of cryptozoologists think that he's just the bearer of bad news. And if you want to know about the dreams of destruction, well... It was just, you know, the usual dreams of destruction, like people drowning and Christmas gifts floating in a river. Oh, that's disturbing. It's awfully coincidental, too, isn't it? Yeah. Let me rephrase that. It's awfully coincidental, too, isn't it? Yeah. Even more coincidental that there's a t-shirt with, a Christmas t-shirt with Mothman. You're right. And a lot of people claim that scary things started to happen around Point Pleasant after Mothman showed up, too. Cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, again, he claimed that there were mutilated dogs, UFO sightings, and other things going on, quote-unquote. And reporter and author of the Mothman Prophecies, John Keep, investigated the sightings himself. Is it Keep or Keel? We'll figure it out. He claimed that the there were TV sets that were mysteriously burning out on their own, and telephones that were ringing at all times, day and night. And whenever anybody would answer the phone, nobody would be on the other end. He also made a comment about how there were some calls being made with someone on the other end, but these people were speaking in unusual languages. And I think that's connected to the next part that I'm about to mention. I don't know if you guys know what the Men in Black are, but it's not the Will Smith movie franchise. I mean, it's kind of, I guess, but not quite. Allegedly, after the collapse, black Cadillacs were seen driving around town by strange figures. And if you've ever looked into the Men in Black, they are weird looking. Like, they look very human But at the same time, there's something about them that doesn't look human at all. And if I'm not mistaken, they have been associated with alien theories and stuff. They kind of look like Slender Man. Kind of, but they're stockier, I think. Like, they're not as slim. Right. 
And many of the citizens who witnessed the strange goings-on around Point Pleasant said that these strange men were harassing them. I don't know how, but that was their claim. There were some strange lights seen in the sky as well, which is why people associate Mothman with aliens and UFOs. It was Keel, not Keep. I'm sorry. I was running on four hours of sleep when I wrote this script. But Keel also talked about strange poltergeist activity. He wrote about one family who said that they had seen Mothman at one point, and after this encounter, this family found themselves on the receiving end of harassment by an unseen force. This presence moved around objects in their home and even manifested a cigar smell to fill the house. What? And at some point, the family managed to actually see this presence, which had physically manifested itself in the form of a shadow figure. Nope. nope. It, it's nope. time to move, guys. Yep. And if you couldn't move, it's time to find a priest. I don't care if you're not Catholic, find a priest. Mm-hmm. Go buy you some holy water, do what you gotta do. Also, during all of this chaos, a man named Newell Partridge, who was living in Salem, West Virginia... Found, nope, not found. Claimed that Mothman ate his German shepherd. But this is all we really know about that, and there's no more accounts of Mothman being a carnivore. Even like your typical moth, they all they have are those bendy straw mouths. Right. So I. How, how's it gonna eat a dog? Suck it, on it to death. Maybe. Maybe it'll drain its blood like a vampire. But if that's the case, why are we not calling it Mosquito Man? Exactly. I don't know. I just don't think that's the case. Because there's not exactly a stream of people claiming that Mothman ate their pet or tried to. But Newell Partridge also said that he had strange patterns appearing on his TV screen one evening, followed by a mysterious sound just outside his house. Let me explain if you're of the newer generation, like the lower or younger end of the millennial. I can't speak. Like the younger end of the millennials or Gen Z. TV sets didn't look like they do now by any means. They were fat, blocky, stocky. You had to move around some antennas to try to get a clear picture. Yo, rabbit ears. So if your antenna was slightly off kilter, you would have patterns appearing on your TV. So what I'm thinking is maybe this guy had interference. It might have been caused by Mothman, but I think those strange patterns were interference. Right. Okay. Maybe Mothman's antennas were messing with the other antennas. Does Mothman have antennae? I don't think so. Well, don't moths have antennas? I don't know. I don't study insects. I, I try to avoid them. Look up what a moth looks like. We'll look at it after. When Newell shined his flashlight toward the direction of the noise, he supposedly witnessed two eyes. And what color were they, Aaron? Purple. Close. No, he witnessed two red eyes resembling, quote, bicycle reflectors looking back at him. End quote. And if, yeah, you know what? That's probably the best description I could ever think of as describing giant bug eyes. Even the shape of them. Yeah. Like with that pattern in the reflector lens. Yeah. Yeah. And for any of our logical listeners who might be wondering if Mothman could just be mistaken for a real creature, the answer is maybe. 
A professor at West Virginia University has a theory that Mothman could actually be a sandhill crane that somehow got separated from its flock, like maybe it was injured or something. These creatures can get up to five feet tall, which isn't as tall as the six to seven foot reports of Mothman, but it's still pretty tall, and if you're running from something, you're not exactly going to have an accurate measurement of whatever it is that's chasing you. That's a valid point. And the sandhill crane also has a wingspan of about 7 feet. And that's nowhere near the 12 feet of lore, but it's still pretty impressive. And there are other skeptics who believe that Mothman could have just been a large owl. One of the biggest indicators that it could be a bird is the fact that so many people saw glowing red eyes. Which a lot of birds, when you point light at their eyes will turn red apparently at least that's according to all the articles i read but how how do they get mistaken with yeah i can see the confusion of light shining into the bird's eyes and they're red colored sure but from what i imagine mothman to look like these are giant red eyes huge my thing about that sorry let me get closer my thing about that is birds you can't mistake them for anything else you know a bird is a bird yeah mothman is way more humanoid yeah and if someone is indicating that mothman had wings sprouting from its back that must mean that mothman also had arms because yeah birds don't have arms Mm mm-mm And their wings don't sprout from their backs. Their wings are like their arms. Yeah. They're more on their sides. So I don't know. I mean, if you want to look at it from a very logical perspective and you take into consideration the time of day these people saw these things or the fact that there could be a trick of the light or any of that, yeah, we could write it off as something logical. But there's just something about Mothman that does not say logic to me. But regardless of anybody's argument, claims of anyone seeing Mothman in Point Pleasant just stopped altogether after the bridge collapsed because Mothman disappeared. And while that time in our history may be the only time that we have stories from at least on the East Coast here in America, there are accounts throughout history, around the world even, that sound a lot like our West Virginian friend. And There are some creatures that have been seen in America that are very similar to Mothman that's just not from West Virginia. Some claim that the creature appeared in Galveston, Texas around the time of the 1900 hurricane that left its mark. And some people believe that it was seen in Chernobyl shortly before the nuclear disaster in 1986. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that makes sense with how fast he can move that... 100 miles an hour, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, he easily get to these places, no problem. Well, I mean, the last time anybody saw him in in West Virginia was 1967. He had 19 years to get to Chernobyl, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, these claims supposedly didn't become apparent until 2002's The Mothman Prophecy starring Richard Gere. But there are other accounts. And just because something goes by a different name doesn't mean it's a different creature. There are sightings of a six 
8.5 foot tall winged man called the Houston Batman. Again, Batman. Why? (laughs) (laughs) And this Houston Batman appeared over a decade before Mothman because he was seen in 1953. And in 2001, a man who lived in Connecticut was out walking his dog when he supposedly saw a bird, quote, the size of an ultralight airplane near the community center. I mean, I really think that Mothman is what everybody's saying here. But also, why does it sound so similar to a Thunderbird? Remember our episode where we did the Ilvermorny houses? Yeah. Thunderbird. I genuinely think that maybe there's a connection there. I don't know if anybody else has made that connection, but that's just and me. And if you don't know what a Thunderbird is... Season one. Go go check it out. It's in one of the Ilvermorny ones. It's wild. It is. And Thunderbird, just to give a quick rundown, is a native lore, which is awesome. I think native lore is amazing. And in 2006, citizens of La Crosse, Wisconsin, saw something that they described as, quote, a yellow eyed man bat end quote switch that around what do you get batman see (laughs) the following year on august 1st 2007 the i-35 bridge in minneapolis minnesota apparently fell into the river 140 people were injured and 13 people died It wasn't long until after these 13 people died that people were claiming that Mothman was back at his old ways, and some claimed to have even seen him shortly before the disaster. And it doesn't stop there. Back in the second worst year of everyone's lives, 2016, November 20th to be exact, a man who remained anonymous took some photos in Point Pleasant of a shadowy man-sized creature flying through the sky. He had only recently moved there and didn't even know anything about Mothman, apparently. Whoa. And in May 2017, a creature described as a, quote, bat-like humanoid, end quote, again, Batman. Batman, Mothman, very similar. With a wingspan of something between 8 to 10 feet, which is not that far off from the 12 feet as described earlier, was seen near Chicago. Its height was somewhere between between 6 and 10 feet tall. Height checks out. It's been compared to a big owl. Checks out. Or a pterosaur. Or even a bat. Batman. (laughs) Its eye color was said to have been red. Although, you know, some people have also claimed that it was green-eyed, yellow-eyed, and orange-eyed. But here's the thing. Orange, yellow, and red... They're pretty similar colors, okay? And we all perceive everything differently. So someone could be saying it's orange, somebody could be saying it's red, and just that's just how they see that color. Yellow could be from a different time of day that it was seen or what have you. But also let's talk about green. Let's keep in mind that there are people who are actually colorblind. And I don't know what colors those people see in opposition to what everyone else sees. But I was thinking maybe that could explain the green. Ah, yeah. Other features it's said to have is fur, leather-like skin, bat wings, and apparently no neck, which kind of sounds like a bug. So I guess that's the moth in Mothman for you. But have there been any reports of a... uh 
little sucky mouth straw. No, just because it's called Mothman doesn't mean that it is literally a giant moth. It's not Mothra. Uh, <laughs> that would be cool, though. Have you ever seen a kaiju film? Yes. That is not cool. People but, do not live Mothra to tell the tale, so honey. Cool. I mean, yeah, Mothra is cool when you're looking at it from afar, but if it if you find out that it's real, I would be even you could more, die. I would be more excited because you know what? If, if Mothra's real, you know what that also means? Godzilla, which is worse. It's so cool. I don't think anybody wants their buildings crumbled and destroyed by a kaiju, honey. But Godzilla's That's not good. cool. No, Godzilla and Mothra are great as long as you're able to watch it from a distance and know that it's fiction. If it was real, you would totally change your mind. We would Not all have to go to living underground, literally. Yeah. Not at first. I would I would think that that would be really cool. And then when the destruction happened, then, I, then I'd be like, okay, maybe not as cool as I thought. Okay. Now, Mothman in Chicago, it was heard screaming... So, weird squeaking noises, remember, from earlier. Also checks out. Uh Uh-huh. And flying toward the lake. And it was flying at a supernatural speed. Also checks out. So, this moth man likes water or, you know, because, like, the bridge. He's kind of near bodies of water a lot, isn't he? Yeah. And cars. Bodies of water and cars seem to be his most... Although Chernobyl had nothing to do with water or cars. It was a nuclear meltdown, if the Chernobyl thing was legit. Right. On August 21st, 2017, during the solar eclipse, and this is not just from the article. Like, I did my homework on this and made sure that that is when a solar eclipse happened. It did. And the solar eclipse happened on Northerly Island, Chicago. I mean, it happened everywhere, but this is where the Mothman event happened during the eclipse. Sorry. An anonymous source said, quote, We were watching and observing as the moon began transit and we heard a very loud scream. This sounded like squeaky truck brakes that squeal when you're pressing hard on them. At first we thought that's what it was. Maybe a CTA bus or a big truck with brakes that needed changing or maintenance. We heard it again. This time it lasted about three seconds, whereas the previous sound was brief. I looked up to see a large object flying low over the docks that stick out into Burnham Harbor from across the water. This object looked like a large black bat, but also had humanoid features such as a, sorry, such as pronounced arms and legs in quote. There's the arms. This was a report to phantoms and monsters. So, What I'm getting into now is just more reports to try to, not try, but to kind of confirm that other people have seen it. And there are very big similarities in these stories. Whereas a lot of cryptids have very varying accounts. Right. Mothman's pretty consistent. That's what's really terrifying. Right. Cool, but terrifying. It's cool until you have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel so intimidated by this guy. Yeah, because, I mean, it's never done anything to hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Witness Aaron Drain, and Aaron spelled E-R-I-N, not Aaron, like your name, reported in August of 2017 to Curious City about what happened in the West Town neighborhood of Chicago. Quote, 
I was spending the afternoon on a rooftop and I saw something in the sky fairly high up and fairly far away. It wasn't being buffeted about by the wind. It was moving slowly, but not randomly, end quote. And then there's the witness known only as Jeff, who reported to Chicago Reader in October of 2017, saying that he saw it on Fulton Market Street near the corner of Morgan. Quote, At first, I thought it was a bird, but none I'd seen before, because it was just so huge and the way it was flapping its wings. The longer I watched it, it was like, what the heck is that thing? It was freaky. End quote. And lastly, there is an anonymous source who reported to to the I think it's singular for fourteen for fourteen fourteen I don't know society by Lon Strickler in Woodstock, Illinois, which Illinois is the same state Chicago's in on February twenty second, two thousand nineteen. What recent he, reports? Yes, quote. He said that he thought it may have been a Bigfoot initially, but then noticed that it had a large set of membrane wings attached to the back, extending over the top of its head. He described the shape of the wings as that of a gargoyle. The body was eight to nine feet in height and covered in dark fur. Again with the fur. The arms and legs were well defined, end quote. It's just so consistent, though. A lot of consistencies. It's so rare to find something like that. Like, where you go to so many different articles and there's not much change in between each article. Or not much change in between each account. Yeah. Especially being seen in multiple different locations, too. Right. And here's the thing about witnessing really anything. If you witness something that scares you, startles you, anything that seems to move in slow motion and way too fast all at the same time, your brain is not going to pick up every little detail. And so what your mind does is it fills in those holes for you to try to form a solid memory. So there's bound to be discrepancies or inconsistencies in everybody's story. Like nobody's story is going to be absolutely identical unless it is scripted, rehearsed, and memorized. So anything that varies... It makes sense that it varies. Nobody's literally going to witness the exact same thing. Like the different eye eye colors. Wait, what? Where it was red, green, Oh, of Mothman, correct. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, really, other than that, everything else seems to be on the up and up consistent. Exactly. That is one of the reasons I love Mothman. Because if any of them are going to be real, I feel like Mothman makes probably the most sense not as to how he could exist but because the accounts are so similar and not there's no way all these people are just telling a lie right especially when their stories are so close together and okay look i'm gonna get political for just a minute okay and i don't normally get political here on crime and theory that's just it's just not us around our country right now people are tearing down statues and to that i have to say i really it, it does not bother me. My point is, there is one statue in this country that I will have a conniption fit over if anybody t- decides to destroy it. I'm talking about the Mothman statue in Mothman Park in Point Pleasant. Because Mothman has not hurt anybody. Mothman is an icon. 
So please don't destroy it. That's all I have to ask. Please don't. He's a hero to us all. Yeah. Or at least to Ashley. Yeah. Probably not Aaron because he'll be the cause of the divorce, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real, about the statue thing. There is a 12 foot tall statue, which was originally supposed to be 20 feet, if I'm not mistaken. Holy crap. It's made entirely of stainless steel in the image of Mothman. So if we go to Point Pleasant next year for Mothman Festival, we can see the statue and have photos of the statue. Yeah. And we're going to blow them up and we're going to frame them and we're going to hang them in our wall and it's going to be Mothman everything and you're going to get sick of me real fast. (laughs) And we can go to Walmart and get one of those blankets that have the photo on it. Or we could just order from Shutterfly. And okay, here's the most... I guess it's the most logical theory about what Mothman could be that a lot of people keep in mind, but I don't know. So originally, a lot of people thought that Mothman could be a kid or a couple of kids just being mischievous and playing a prank by using balloons to bring the creature to life. But I just feel like that's very Scooby-Doo. And also, when the kids decided to stop playing the prank, how does that explain all of the other sightings throughout history? Yeah. Just saying. A direct quote from allthatsinteresting.com is, quote, Mothman also bears a striking resemblance to several demon archetypes found among those who have experienced sleep paralysis, perhaps suggesting that the visions are nothing more than the embodiment of typical human fears pulled from the depths of the unconscious and grafted onto real, a real-life bird or animal sighting when people panic, end quote. Which, okay, psychologically speaking, this makes a lot of sense. But again, you're telling me all of those people that ever witnessed Mothman have had sleep paralysis? And some off-the-wall night terrors. Yeah, that's another thing. Not everybody with sleep paralysis sees demons. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to devalue anyone who does see demons when they have sleep paralysis. I'm just saying... I'm sorry that you do see demons if... Yeah, and absolutely. You have sleep paralysis. But I'm just saying that I really don't think all these witnesses suffered from that. Right. And because people are mean and they want to pick on Mothman, he's also been blamed <laughs> for the swine flu outbreak in Mexico in 2009 and the 2011 nuclear disaster in Fukushima, Japan. Jeez, guys, get off Mothman's back. Yeah. He needs those wings to fly, not for <laughs> you to hang on to, okay? <laughs> Stop blaming him for everything. God. Oh. Oh no. Are you bringing Cross Van Nightingale back out? If you play him in this campaign tomorrow, we're going to have words, sir. No. Oh, thank you. Because I know you and Justin were threatening it, and I was like, oh. We were. You guys are going to die. And Mothman may not just be local to the States either. As I mentioned, in Cornwall, England, there is also a cryptid that sounds a bit similar to today's creature. And I'm not saying it's the exact same thing because this is probably the biggest variant of what could be related to Mothman. However, could still be related to Mothman. Back in 1976, the, some creature was seen by two young girls who described it as a giant human-sized owl. Reports came in continuing over the next 30 years years. Whoa! This creature is about four to five feet tall, which is shorter than Mothman, but it could be baby Mothman. Who knows? Yeah. There's gotta be some moth people out there. Yeah. 
And this one has gray feathers and large clawed feet, whereas Mothman had defined arms and feet and had fur in place of feathers. But again, could still be related. Yeah, close enough. Now, here's where it's similar. It makes a loud screeching and hissing sound. Sure. And this guy is called the Owlman of Manan. Manan? I don't know how to say it. It sounds like a similar version, just in a different color of the original. That's true. And, and you know, smaller. But they do both uh, stand... Look like bet- a mini moth. Aw, yeah. But... They are both between four to seven feet tall with a wingspan of about 10 feet. They both have large glowing red eyes and live in wooded areas near towns. Both of them have been associated with UFO activity. And to elaborate on that, in the 1970s with Owlman, the area surrounding Manan, Manan, again, I don't know how to say it, uh, surrounding this place on the southern coast of Cornwall was the site of UFO sightings and strange animal behavior like random dog attacks and feral cats keeping people quote unquote hostage. I don't know what, what that means, but that's what was written. Cats keeping people hostage. All I can picture is a cat or a tabaxi in a balaclava. With a dagger. <laughs> I have D&D heavy on the noggin today, guys. But that is it, you lovely people. That is all I've got on Mothman for right now. Unless anybody else sees them and wants to report back to me. Or photos. I'll, I'll, or Always photos. We will never say no to photos of cryptids and stuff. Please don't send pictures of private areas of your life or your person. Thank you. So, Aaron, what do you think about Mothman? Other than the fact that you should be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I will have to say, you you have made me more of a believer. In cryptids or in Mothman in general? Or at least in or- Mothman. Okay. Um... Just from the sheer amount of consistency. Yeah. And there are like a ton of sightings too. And it's not just from one location. So you can't blame it on the water. Right. And what do you guys think about Mothman? Do you think that all of these sightings were the same creature or at least the same species that we've yet to discover? Let's talk about it this week. You can email us at crimeandtheory at gmail.com or message us on Instagram or Facebook at crimeandtheorypod. And... Don't forget to give us a follow while you're there. Please and thank you. Also, rates and reviews are always welcome and much appreciated. And in case anybody was wondering, if you've decided that you want to go to Mothman Festival, next year they're supposed to be hosting it on September 18th and 19th in Point Pleasant if anybody is interested in going. They have all kinds of stuff up there. Like you have people selling Mothman shirts and there's stories to be told it's just it's a whole thing and if you want to go keep in mind if you're like us and you really appreciate small businesses and things like that point pleasant's not the biggest place in the world and this mothman festival actually helps boost its economy so if you want to do a little bit of kindness and also have a little bit of fun while you're at it this is the way to go i definitely want to have a mothman pizza There's also the Mothman Museum. We should have the Mothman pizza, then go to the Mothman Museum. 
Can we eat Mothman Pizza in the Mothman Museum? I wouldn't. They probably don't allow that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, Aaron, any more thoughts on Mothman? No, I think it's pretty cool. All right, cool. Anything you want to say in general before we go? Um, don't know. Okay. Well, if you think of anything, we can say it in the next episode. (laughs) Be safe out there. Yeah. Keep keep an eye out for giant glowing eyes when you're at bodies of water and passing bridges. Yeah, because the bridge might break. Well, I'll never go over another bridge in my life. Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. (laughs) In that case, stay safe this week. Don't go to Lover's Lane unless you're totally cool with finding unexpected creatures. And as always, don't get haunted. We will see you guys next Thursday.